Hey everyone, coming up in our 43rd episode extravaganza, we are putting the four major attractions in Seuss Landing head-to-head to help decide which one will be a part of the Universal Hall of Fame. Will it be High in the Sky, Seuss Trolley Train Ride, The Cat in the Hat, Carousel, or One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish? Or will it be all of them? Or will it be none of them? Or will it be two of them? We'll find out more. Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Disunplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 43 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. As I've already said, and I will say it again and again and again until it stops being true. I am your host, Craig Williams, and joining me today is Rhino Clavin. Hello. Also joining me is Jenny Lindope. Hello. Nope. Slipped out of my mouth there. And back on the controls, our producer, Dustin T. West. That's right. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> the T stands for the. The. <laughs> Dustin the West. <laughs> Dustin Dust the, the West. <laughs> Sorry, that, that, said, that hit us you, at the same time. Right okay. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah, we all we all know how to say stuff. We all can speak. Uh, yeah, so we have a very very big episode coming up um, where we are talking about the four Seuss attractions. So yesterday we went to Universal to start preparing for a topic for a subject to do this show on, and uh, we had no idea what we were going to do. It was all very last second. So if it all feels very last second, we apologize for that. But uh, at least we're staying true to our guns and. So somehow we were all oh, it was because Rhino is dealing with uh, some alcohol issues right now and that he can't get enough of it. And oh. so he wanted oh. that the first thing <laughs> to go straight back to three broomsticks so he can get the uh, special version of the Long Island iced tea that's made in the Wizarding the World of Harry. Head tea. Yeah. Yes, the Hogshead uh, Long Island iced tea, and so, of course, to get back there, we started walking through Seuss Landing, and all of a sudden, it just sprung into, well, we're going to go on Cat in the Hack, because it only has a 10-minute wait, and then from there, it was all oh, Seuss Trolley train ride, because that was only a 10-minute wait, but really only about a 5-minute wait, and then, at that point, we figured, well, why don't we just do Carousel and One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, and so, that's where we figured out that we would uh, do this, but... Uh, before we really jump into that and get into all that excitement, I want to start with our brief housekeeping, and I think we have a really exciting housekeeping to talk about because it has to do with uh, with us specifically. So for those of you who have been watching, you'll know that on our first episode back for oh. the year, we talked about our personal um, resolutions. resolutions for Universal, and uh, what Jenny Lynn's resolution is that she was going to watch all of the Harry Potter movies. Which I did. To better understand. And yes, you did in uh, in preparation for 
the celebration of Harry Potter yep. that we attended, uh, my resolution was that I was going to go watch Barney, which still hasn't happened. Dustin's was that I would go to Mardi Gras, so I got to wait till next year. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, you still have six months left for yours, yeah. Craig. So I, I'm going to get mine in. So even if we complete three out of four, that ain't bad. Yeah, uh, Dustin's resolution is dust in the wind. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I am jealous of that one. Are you? Are there? Wait, okay. So are, are there? On my team are there here. any more concerts? Period for the rest of the year at Universal. Uh. <laughs> Rock the universe. No, well, what about does Mannheim Steamroller count? Sure. It's not I like mean, a yeah, Mannheim series is it? Well, it, it technically is because they usually play three weekends. Because okay. I was going to say during we could, Christmas time, we right. could do an addendum to his resolution and make him go to a concert. Yeah, but those <laughs> are really difficult like because we're usually always busy on the weekends in December if we're not traveling somewhere else. So not yeah. only that he. He he'll he still won't benefit from catching beads and those types of. Things. Oh, that's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you know what? I I was there with you guys in spirit this year, and then I'll be there in body and mind yeah, next let, year. Let's just put it this way. At least he doesn't have to come up with a new resolution next year, and he can just use the <laughs> same <laughs> ones. Right. So just coasting through I life win. there, buddy. Just like all those people who say they're going to lose weight every year, <laughs> it's always the same one. But uh, yes, the only reason I bring this up is because someone else on the team has finished their resolution, and if it wasn't me, and it wasn't Jenny Lynn, and it definitely wasn't, well, you already did, and if it definitely wasn't uh, Dustin, because his resolution is no longer possible, then that means it was Rhino. So, Rhino, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your resolution was for those of you who don't remember don't remember and uh, explain what we did. Uh, my original resolution was to do one of the outdoor roller coasters at um, wherever. Any, well, not wherever. At, at Universal. Universal Studios, Florida. So, either of the two parks. And yesterday, I was forced into one. <laughs> So we that that was why I needed the alcohol. Almost had to push him into the seat. Well, I knew I would get brave enough if I had at least a drink, and I should have probably had more than one. But I, because by the time we got to the ride, I wanted to run away. So um, we did the dragon challenge. We did the blue dragon. We sat the front row. That's the Hungarian horntail, right? Ooh, no, that's yeah. I don't know which one's which, but yes. I didn't care in the moment. I just cared that I was being. About to see my own death. And uh, <laughs> I'm here to living today to talk about it. Um, I kept my eyes open for the hill. And then after <laughs> and, that, and the he saw end. nothing. Yeah, which makes no sense to me because that's, the st- that's literally the worst part is watching yourself get higher and higher and but, knowing that you can't control anything. But if you fell out of your seat, there's still a thing I could fall on. I wasn't going to die. I was just going to fall in the middle right below Yeah, me. but they have the seatbelt that... That would protect you from ever falling out well, of your Well, in my brain, it's not just like the ride falls apart like under regular science. It's that magnetos come along and all the pieces have been separated at once. And whoops. If that case, then you would fall down. The stairs that were below you would also come apart. And then you would have also a heavy staircase landing on you, making it well, and an a roller even coaster more on painful top of me death. too, I yeah. guess. But. So your your logic is extremely flawed i'm just going to throw that out there i just have a uncontrollable fear of heights and i try to push myself through it but there are 
places where I stand sometimes and I can feel it happening and my body just starts to stop, chooses not to, it chooses to shut down. I get very like, I can feel the earth rotating on its axis and I hate that feeling. <laughs> you get very quiet. Yeah, I, be, I become very quiet. I get grabby of things around me because I, I, you know, I need stability and uh, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be that high. We were doing the Seuss trolley thing and I, that was uncomfortable for me. And that's about 15 feet in the air? It was leg breaking height. Yeah, I mean, if I fell, I probably would have <laughs> survived. But I'm, I'm. Sh- I mean, I. But you're doing better. You know, you went up in the Orlando uh, Eye. I did do the Orlando Eye. I would say this was less scary for me than well, the Orlando Eye. Well, yes, you weren't eye. cowering on the floor done. like you were doing on the Eye. Yeah, and the Eye, it's so slow moving. You're just like, God, I'm in this box, trapped, watching my death approaching slowly as it goes around a Ferris wheel of hell. This time um, it approached quickly, and you, you made it through. Yeah, I did. I closed my eyes. The feeling of being on the ride wasn't, wasn't that bad. I, wasn't The ones where you do this sort of a... Corkscrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those like ones were the hardest for me. And this was actually, not only was this my first outdoor roller coaster, it was my first dangly leg roller coaster. It's a suspended coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a technical term, too. Dangly leg is technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's what you guys are looking for, the term. But, um, yeah, I've, you know, I've done, like, the mummy, and I've done rock and roller coaster. Um, but for some reason, like, and rock and roller coaster was a huge deal for me when I did that. But... I don't know what it is. You're indoors. It's all dark. It's a little less... It, it's A little less dangly leggy. Yeah. And, and like, whereas, like, this is, like, you can see the ride mechanism, and it's just this thin pole that you're just riding and waiting for the Grim Reaper to catch up to you. I don't know. <laughs> so I just... I get... But you know what? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't... Well, it was. But it was... It was... I would got off, and I was, I was happy to have done it. I did immediately start having trouble walking again because that ride throws your equilibrium off like nobody's <laughs> However, business. However, it wasn't so bad that you didn't want to do it again because yes. what did you say I when we say, got off immediately let's, after? Let's get back in line and let's just do the other one. Do the red sign. Yeah. So I was riding that high, but... Did, that, you do, did you? I'm sorry, did you do the red one? No, I did the blue one. But that was because Craig vetoed it. It's not because Rhino denied it. Yeah. You do realize that the red one is the Chinese fireball. Ooh. That's that's yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, I know there are people out there who will ride both sides back to back, um, and that's a good life choice for those people. <clears throat> but for me, I'm getting to the age where I can't do that anymore. Ride them both back to back without feeling extremely sick. It probably would later on that. in the day. Um, I can do you know I can do one, go do a couple other things, and come back. Not a problem. But there's no point in feeling like crap for for the next hour just because you wanted to ride two roller coasters right at the same time. Well, and we also want him to go back and have a positive experience so he'll go back and do them again. So we'll still get you on the red side at some point, right? And I want to say that my... uh, I'm going to throw this out here and say thanks to uh, Julie and Corey's kids um, because they were really... When we went to Hershey Park this weekend, they, you know, watching Shamed you. Um, the two of them have such good times. And, Shame. You know, we all went on roller coasters together. Um, Shame. And, uh, Shame. I did an upside down one with Craig's mom and cried on her. And, <laughs> Shame. Um, but they got me through it. The thought of those kids getting on that ride was what, like, got Shame. me to get on the ride. Are you doing a your Game of Thrones reference yeah. right now? Okay. I don't watch that show. Oh, he's... Making shame. you do the walk of shame. Oh, the naked walk of shame? Yeah. Oh, you would know it, too, from what we do in the shadows. Shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. That movie's real funny. If anyone hasn't seen it, please go out and see it immediately. But, um, but it was it was good. And I said, you know what? Like, when I was leaving the park that night, I was I, we walked out through Marvel 
uh, island, and I stared at the Hulk, and I thought, never. Um, it's much more intense. It, but I, I'll say there's probably a better chance of getting me on that one than Rip Ride Rocket. That will probably never happen. There, those are that two different experiences. I, I, I think Hulk, at the end of the day, is more intense than Rip Ride Rocket. Really? I agree but, with that. But Rip Ride Rocket has a scarier factor to it, the fact that it goes straight that, yeah, up. Yeah, that's the part I have the um, issue with. And then it's, but the and it's pretty it, fast and windy. Yeah, yes. But that scary part only lasts what two seconds, if that, and yeah. then it, it's then it's just kind of I don't know, feels kind of like breezy coasting after that. Whereas Hulk um, is great, and you definitely need to do it. But it's it is intense for the whole thing. Well, I think part of my resolution had been to do like every time I go to try and do a new thing too. And I mm-hmm. have to say that yesterday we I'm, I'm thinking about it now is that I did um, three things I'd never done before yesterday. So and and then I had to go renew my pass, and um, they were telling me that I've had a pass since 2011, and I was like, man, it's I've been going to this park for four years, and I still just managed to do three new things. So time to up you know, your game. Just to, just put that in perspective, people. You know, and I've been enjoying myself every single time I go. It's never been like boring or whatever. So, so yeah, I I might be I might be alive. I might be Bill Cosby and Ghost Dad right now. Who knows? But I did the ride, and here I am today. I applaud you. Thank you. Was Bill Cosby reference terrible? Yeah, Bill I, Cosby. I felt bad as soon as I said it. <laughs> I think we're past that. I, <laughs> okay, Bill Cosby. We can joke about that now. I feel like um, too soon. I, I okay. I well, I wasn't saying it in reference to that. I just watched that movie Ghost Dad a lot as a kid. You know, well, I can go through stuff anyway. And he didn't know he was dead. That was the whole point. But I do have one other housekeeping thing while we're on oh, it because I okay. did say I renewed my pass yesterday, and I just want to. Say thank you to the gentleman who helped me out, Stephen. He was from Edwardsville, Illinois, at um, guest uh, services. Guest services um, at the studio side of the park. And I know he watches the show because I came up and immediately he asked if I was on the show, and he recognized me by my annoying voice. And um, <laughs> he he made the 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 situation very like it it was like two seconds and done. He was super helpful. He helped me do everything. So I just want to say thank you to Stephen and. Awesome, awesome work. Thank you for chatting. That's it. That's it? Jenny Lynn, anything from you? No. No? I got nothing. <laughs> no. I thought you were... I was just Rhino's cheerleader for... Yeah, she whole... was. She, she, she helped <laughs> a lot. That's all I got. Okay, that's fine. I thought yours was uh, going to be something about the dry pretzel, but that's fine. Oh. Um, no, that, do we want to discuss no, that? That's we don't want to discuss no. that. We're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there anymore because we have... Just a little bit to get through today. Not a lot. I think this is going to be a quick one. It'll be a fun one, uh, but it will be a quick one. So let's jump <laughs> right into it. Uh, so first off, before we get too far into it, let's explain Universal Hall of Fame again for those of you who don't know out there. That is the uh, yes. the Hall of Fame that we are making for the Diz Universal site, which you can find at universal.wdwinfo.com. And that's got all the crap that we put up that has to deal with Universal and some things beyond Universal as well. And, uh... Ow. Wow. Sorry. No, he just popped was, everyone's eardrums. Ow. Okay. <laughs> Told you, stop hitting the table. I'm so psyched for Hall of Fame, I just had to pound <laughs> the table real hard. Emphasis. Yeah, you just bursted out the eardrums of people listening to this on their iDevices. Sorry, Pete. That means anything Apple-related. Sorry, so. Dave. 
the Hall of Fame. Yes, it's on our Disney Universal site, universal.wdwinfo.com. And the first ride we went to nominate and put in the Hall of Fame was Transformers the Ride 3D, and it did not make it in. Uh, not a single person voted for it to go into it. So good job, people. You made the right decision. Our second one uh, was Jurassic Park River Adventure that we just did a couple weeks ago in celebration of the grand opening of Jurassic World. And uh, yes, Rhino nice. has a T-shirt he's that proud. is Jurassic World related that he got last night that he's very I'm happy very about. about. It's got the two dinosaurs. I think this means I am the Indominus Rex. This has got the DNA twirled and thing. And okay. It's, little, yeah. it's anyway. all very scientific. And so then we also have one more that we were asked to do, but we still haven't done it, and that's Beetlejuice's. Uh, graveyard mashup we will get to that one uh, uh, it's we gonna there. it's gonna be like my resolution no no we, we really are yesterday we're gonna get it yeah we came in too late to the park and then on top of that we've been very studios heavy i know we've also done a lot from islands of adventure with jurassic world but we haven't really been talking about the rest of the area besides just jurassic park section so i wanted to give a little bit of love back over to islands of adventure and like i explained earlier at the top of the show we stopped into seuss to do one thing and then it just kind of snowballed and escalated there and uh now we're gonna just do seuss landing all in one not because we're really excited to do it mostly because a lot of these attractions are smaller and uh i don't feel like we could do them justice in a by giving them their own episodes each. There's not right. really that much to say about Kara Susel. I think it's the other way around. I don't think they could do our episode justice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, and just as an update for the Jurassic Park one, it the voting is still live on Disboards. The, the thread has disappeared into obscurity, of course, like most <laughs> things do on Disboards after a couple weeks. And... Uh, but so far, it is actually at, uh, I want to say the last time I checked it, uh, yeah, everyone has so far voted for Jurassic Park. There are no votes against it going into the Hall <laughs> of Fame. So at this point, considering it's essentially a dead topic, I think we should go ahead and just call it and say the Jurassic Park River Adventure is our first inducted attraction into the hall of fame congratulations so jurassic park will be reaching out to you to give you your prize paul mccartney will show up and play a concert he will i do have a question so if it goes in unanimously does that make it like a gold attraction or like a diamond attraction or something like that shouldn't there be like a level like a tier yeah if you have zero votes against you that should be like the upper level and then then, uh, yeah well we can uh we can mess around with that we can give it a gold one and then we, we can tear it somehow, but we'll have to wait till we induct a little bit more to start seeing because right now that's the only one. Like, what, who's to decide? At that, There's nothing well, to us. compare it to. Yeah, we need something to compare it to. So we'll start out by giving it a gold banner, but then that opens the doors for silver and bronze. And no, no, let's no. Face it. Should just who be unanimous. Who and if you vote against it, it's it's like whatever. This it's was just, your idea. In there. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, there, there's only two tiers. It's if it goes in unanimously, that's that's you get a special, like, an extra medal. And then other than that, it's you're just in it. You're just in the Hall of Fame. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. We will we'll mess around with that whenever we get further into it. Uh, maybe something will get inducted today. We still really haven't gone through it. Um, the process. So I, I think the options, and maybe we can talk through it here real quick, is either we're going to put it all up in one giant pool. So either 
one of them goes in out of the four, or we allow the top two to go in, or we say you can vote for none of them to go in, or you can vote right in ballot. So I have a question. Yeah. Are we doing this only for these new rules? Is this going to be only for Seuss Landing, or are these rules going to carry over into all the other lands? I think special occasions. Okay. So basically when... You know, it hits yeah, you right. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whenever Craig feels like yeah. at the moment. Well, it's uh, like I said, to do a full nice episode, you know, we want a little girth on it. We want a little bulk. And some of these attractions, you can't, like, we could go on for a long time about why the Hulk should be in it or why Spider-Man should be in it. Yeah. And then we get to Storm Force Accelotron <laughs> and we're going to be like, oh my God, why can't we just stop having this conversation about this? My, my personal opinion is that we talk about all four today, but each attraction gets its own opportunity to make it into the Hall of Fame. And those polls, you can put it all in one poll, but okay. have those be separate choices. So That's a good Dustin point. is yeah. pro, he okay. is... He's pro multi attraction. Yeah, you can do, yeah, you can do a, one swoop, but everyone should have the opportunity. Yes, it shouldn't be excluded just because we did the whole land. That's, okay. all, that's all I'm saying because it's all it's about equality. Like, yeah, then it's personal. It's too personally opinionated. Well, I, mean, I guess that's what we're here. For I was like, when was it oh, not? I like the fight, though. I like the the competition. Anger, the you competition. like the competition? Like some people out there. Uh, let's be honest. Right from the start. It's going to come down for most people. If they had to choose one out of the four, it's going to come between Seuss Trolley and Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's a tough battle. But then again, you know, maybe some families have fond memories of that one time they rode one fish, two fish, and got that completely screwed over. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but now that I think we've kind of discussed how we're going to handle this, let's jump into the first attraction. And the first one I want to do is the high in the sky Seuss trolley train ride. Um, so I guess we should say right up front, we have very little uh, pictures and videos for those of you who are watching this on your computers live or via YouTube later on, because all the attractions really in Seuss Landing, you are not allowed to take photos or video on anymore. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a lot to go with it. And we weren't around back in the day whenever you could. And we don't break rules because we're good people, you know. But sometimes. Sometimes. But <laughs> so there's not a lot to go with it. So we will try to help you along with our please. words and imaginations. <laughs> please? <laughs> yes, please help. We'll try. Yeah. So, High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride. It is essentially two rides in one because, uh, well, you can go on one track that kind of tells you the story about the, the star belly sneeches and the ones who did not have stars on, on their beaches. bellies. Was that us? Yes. Was that the one we went on yesterday? No, that is not the one we went on yesterday. Because they mentioned sneeches in our ride. That's yes, why I wasn't sure. Yes, we did. No, we did not. They mentioned it at the end of the ride when whenever the two the come back oh. up together. And they do mention sneeches whenever you are over the water. We went on the other side that does the ABCs of Seuss Landing as well as... I, I know it does mention the ABCs and all that, but I think it is more or less the uh, the kind of overview of the entire area because it spends... 99% of the ride completely outdoors just mm -hmm. going over Seuss Landing and saying well look now now there's 
the Karasu cell, and there's you see that hat? That must be Cad in the hat, blah, blah, blah. And you see snooches on the beaches. And you do see those, and you go right over the Zach's bypass, and it basically just tells you everything that's happening below mm-hmm. whereas the other side it takes you through circus mcgurkis and you move around oh, yeah, I forgot the restaurant that. and then you pop out and then there are there's neat the stories in there the too area with the stamp right like where the snitches get the star in their tummy stars yeah. on theirs you know that she's got it down yes i love that she brought story. a cat in the hat cliff notes today <laughs> why didn't we make this our rhyming only episode? Oh, i would have <laughs> i would have i would have went mental i hate rhyming i i not i hate it period but i just hate when people do it for long periods of time the how i met your mother episode where they rhyme the whole time there's a, a third rock from the sun episode where a character will not stop rhyming and it's just like just the worst experience for me so I'm you're anti-rhyme all the time I murder you <laughs> I love Dr. Seuss, though. Don't get me wrong. Go on. Go on. Go on. So those are the two sides to it. Um, obviously, you can ask if they're running both sides. You can ask for whatever side you would like to go on, and they will accommodate as much as they can for that. But, um, yeah, it's it's a really cool ride. Um Express, of course, is accepted there. And one of the things to note, though, that's very important is that you think, Dr. Seuss, this ride's going to be openly accessible for anyone that wants to go on it. That's not the case, actually. It does have a 40-inch height requirement to it, which is actually pretty tall for... A ride. A ride designed for, like, kids, too. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but, uh, well. But it makes sense because you are up so high, and they don't want anybody slipping out of their seat and falling, you know. Yeah. Leg-breaking death, whatever it was. What did you call it? Leg-breaking height? Yeah, leg-breaking height. Okay, so maybe not yeah, death. That's over 10 feet. They don't want people breaking their legs. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's some of the high points, especially on the, the track that we were on. There were some steep drops that no, actually probably would kill you if you could manage to get out of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you land the right way, like if you fall and you're like, oh, I'm going to try to hit my neck perfectly. Uh, don't do that. That would I hurt. I solve this head first. <laughs> pavement. <laughs> there you go. You figured it out. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, and the whole restraint mechanism with it, too, is very uncomfortable how it comes down. You know, you would think that it would just be a nice lap bar that comes down your entire row. But nope. you're almost in, like, a roller, a lap bar roller coaster ride seating arrangement. So. It feels Actually, a little like, bit like a car seat, actually. Yeah, because yeah. your butt, like, sinks in in the back, and then it, it's the got front the bar raises that, your legs. It's got yeah. the bar that comes between your legs, and, yeah, it's a little bit awkward. But they don't want anybody getting out. So. It forces you into like really great posture. You're just like the whole time very, very dignified as you go around this ride. <laughs> mm, yeah, Seuss Landing. Mm, very nice. Posture patrol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so high in the sky, Seuss trolley train ride. Uh, as you've said about everything, there's really not much more to describe about the ride than that. Uh, it, it, I know... It does have a little bit of history in how it opened up. It wasn't a day one attraction at um, Seuss Landing. Seuss Landing. No, it, it came much later on. I want to say. Um, well, they did a great job with it. I mean, it it looks like it was always it was always there. Like it was always meant to be. I there. think the ride track was there 
for a long time and it was almost intended for something else or it was used for something else, but then it didn't open until later on. Um, so while I find that information real quick, why don't we start on our actual opinions of the ride? And I'm going to start with JL. I'll be very honest. I love this ride. This is my uh, counterpart to the Disney Wedway People Mover. It is very Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same way that the People Mover goes all the way around Tomorrowland and kind of mentions each attraction in the land, this one, as Craig has said, does the same thing for um, Seuss Landing. And it's I find it very relaxing it's you know it's not too slow and it's not too fast um depending on which track you get i love the track with the sneeches love it like me too. totally into it story. oh me too the other one's a little bit snooze worthy so um it can be a different experience depending on which one you're going on in my opinion um my kids are not that crazy about it because I guess they don't appreciate the relaxing aspect of it and they get a little bit bored. But, um, hey, it's it's a thumbs up for me. Do I have to say whether it's going to go in the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, you can say whether or not you would want it to go in and okay. what you think about it, but that doesn't mean it necessarily well, will she, happen. I think she's asking, do she say for this one or do we save at the end do and we, say, like, which ones? Yeah, do we? Uh, we can say it as we go along. Okay. Why not? Okay. Um, this one's a toughie for me. Because to me, it depends on which track. Like if you were, if we were talking about exclusively talking about the Sneetches side, I would say yes. I like the idea of how you go through the um, through the track, and there's the part that actually feels like you're. Well, I mean, feels in air quotes, but um, you know, you're supposedly going through where the Sneetches get their stars. Um, I love that. The other one, I would say no. So how do I, how does that work? How would I say yes or no? Well, that's the whole struggle with it. You have to decide as a ride overall with the technology that's put in place and with your enjoyment of it, how much you think that everyone enjoys it. Then you have to put all those aspects together and decide if you think it's worthy of it. All right. I'm going to go with yes then. And this is what's going to be the deciding factor for me. There is not another ride in the studio parks that works that way, that has that feel where it's a track where you can go along and it's just kind of chill and relax and take in the sights. I, I like that aspect of it. And since there's not a better alternative elsewhere in the parks, I'm going to say yes. That adults can do. Because I think the Raptor, not the Raptor. Tyranna, um, the Pterodon Flyers. Yeah, that one. I think that that is like another kid equivalent but what's cool yeah, about this landing never, is none of us are kids and we can do yeah it. i've never yeah. done the pterodactyl what did you call it pterodon flyers that one, i didn't do it. people get them all mixed up yeah, all the I'm, time i've it's never cool. done Pterodons that one because my kids are too big and i'm excluded um so so we got a yes yeah from JL. i'm going with yes dustin you've written this before haven't you I was gonna. I was gonna go last because this of the three. This is the one that I have not experienced, okay. and I don't know that my opinion should count unless it's in a tiebreak tie scenario, tie which won't, won't actually happen with the number of people yeah. that we have. Um, Rhino, let's go with you then. Um, I agree with JL about it. Being, it's a relaxing ride. It's it's got that nostalgia feel. If you're an adult, or you know, even for kids, they love. I love the Sneetches was one of the animated um, Doctor Seuss cartoons we watched a lot when I was a kid. Um, I am afraid of heights, and it so it's not it's not like I have this like 
I don't know how to describe it. It's it's just the way the trolley is set up. It just feels like there because the track is so thin that I just feel like we're floating in the air or something. Like it it doesn't give me that sense. It's just I feel weird out there. But at the same time. I appreciate that this ride exists like that because I think this is cool for somebody who, like, when I was a kid, you know, they could have got me on this ride and I would have felt like I'm doing the other stuff that, you know, that, that like, this is my roller coaster. I mean, it's not a roller coaster, but, you know, we're up high. That you were being brave. Yes, exactly, exactly. And you so you got to be... bragging rights for being brave. Yeah, and you, you got to be up high like everybody else. You got to be like, there's the thing I did that went out and through tunnels and stuff like that. And then... And it's true. You you get a lot of like I love when you get to go into the circus part and you're like going through the restaurant. I I love rides that do that um, for the same reasons you like you like the the people mover that same idea. Like I love that. Um, and so I don't know. I would say yeah because I think this is a ride like if I were taking like a kid. Do I have to put it in perspective of a kid or should no? It be you for put anybody? it in perspective of you. Whatever I don't you care want. about your opinion if you're trying to make up an opinion. What? Like, if you're trying to say, well, you know, if I had a kid, all that stuff. I don't care about no, your opinion kid, if I mean, you had a kid I and all that with stuff. Kids. I mean, I come to the I park, like, I got friends who have kids. I want to know about them. your overall opinion. Um, Uncle Ryan. Uncle <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that impersonation on this show yet, I don't think. But, oh, I did meet the Grinch, though. Yes. Are we going to talk about that? Did you bring any of those? I didn't oh, bring no, those photos. But. Phone, but, sorry, I met the Grinch and he was sassy with me. Um... But I would say I would I would put it in there because I like I like the design of it I like the way it looks I think it captures that feeling of Seuss um, really well I love that there's two options of the ride so it's a repeat worthy ride which is always a, a plus in my book yeah um, yeah and I think it's a relaxing just a nice a nice ride to go on yeah I'm gonna say yeah okay well um, absolutely I think it should be in uh, I. Completely disagree with JL though. I know you like the uh, the story of the the star bellied sneeches, and it's a great story. But in terms of this ride, I don't I don't like that side because I feel like there's more times where you're not outdoors and you're indoors and you get that ride. I think what's so unique about High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride is that you actually do get that time where you're over top of Seuss Land and you get the best views of there. But you can even look out into the studios as well and see parts of Mm -hmm. that section. And then you have the rest of the park to essentially look at. I mean, I know it's hard to see further back into like the Wizarding World, but you get some great views of Lost Continent, uh, all the way over to Toon Lagoon and a different side of Jurassic Park and Marvel. There's just so many cool aspects of it. And you do get the story. So for people who like the the story with the Sneetches, you have that aspect and you can play along like on that side of the track they do uh like there's a narrator to it that will say like now make this noise and so then if you're having fun i the last time i did it with julie i mean we were going nuts on it and it was it, it was a good time but there's there's that option there and then the other side you're just kind of like okay this is this is happening more of that chill unique aspect of it like the people mover and i think it really is a very unique ride um and there's nothing like it else at universal with the exception of saying that all et's kind of easy going like that too but that's all indoors it's not the same thing yeah no it's not the same so idea or concept i think it it works perfect for all ages for everyone who can ride it and uh it just 
for me, it should go in. And to go back on the history aspect that I was trying to go at before, it did not open until 2006. And whenever it did, originally it was supposed to be called Sylvester McMonkey McBean's Highly Unusual (laughs) Driving Machines. But because of the technology behind it, they could never get it open. And then it morphed into the Seuss trolley, which uh, is there now. So, Dustin, do you want to throw your weight in, guessing from a side of someone who hasn't even done it? <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah. Will yeah. You, will you ever, do you ever think you'll do it? Every time I try to go over there, there's a long line. Yeah, don't wait in yeah. Yeah. It's, wait in that long line. Uh, sometimes the line is like ridiculously long, and then other times you can walk right on so it's yeah yesterday was the shortest i've yeah. ever waited for it. we barely waited at all for it i yeah, know that's that's a good point something that we didn't bring up before is that sky trolley always has a super long line if it's middle of the day uh mm-hmm. going into the busy times and then if you just time it right right at the end of the night you have that nice sunset or nighttime ride and uh it's much more manageable with the line so keep that in mind too whenever you're going to do it moving on we are going to jump into caro susel caro susel well what is it it is the carousel with seuss characters and and movable parts movable parts on the characters you may ask what kind of characters are there well there's elephant birds twin camels cowfish mulligatawnies aqua mop top dogs dogalopes and plenty more and if you understood anything that I just said, then you get an A+. Plus. Um, <laughs> there's just really not much to say about it. It's, it's a, a carousel. carousel. <laughs> and it does have that fun aspect of you can ride around on it and you can choose your own unique character. Like whenever we were waiting in line to do this, Rhino, which you need to do it in your niece's voice uh, <laughs> whenever you get there. But Rhino sees this elephant that he has to ride. And oh, wait, he goes... That- the pink elephant <laughs> and uh, well actually you wanted to ride the blue elephant yeah but, but some girl took it <laughs> so i had to do the pink one but that's okay pink's my favorite color <laughs> she's a funny little girl <laughs> and, we love you clara yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll hate him later for it but, <laughs> um it's you you do get that aspect of choosing the the fun character, and then once you get onto it, like you guys both had, if you pulled on the reins, then it was like the mouth well, was. I want to point or... out too the the elephant that I was uh, waiting for. <laughs> I didn't realize was the child's sized riding uh, elephant, and so yeah. I was basically on my knees in this ride. So I was like hitting my shins against the footholder. Did I have the big people elephant then? What was I on? I you both like, had regular, like, yeah, flapping like the ears, yeah. and I it could, was my, I could barely I get trunk. up on it. I had to it was like climbing Mount Everest to get up on it. Yeah, and I was on the, One of the ostrich, oh, ostrich looking <laughs> type thing that had a handlebar with it, and you would turn the handlebar, and it would make its head go back and forth. And uh, like you, as a tall person, I had a tremendous amount of difficulty getting up onto this ride. Uh, and I, I I chose the bigger one because someone like you would have never been able to get up on there. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm a good little climber. I got up there, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy peasy. Well, and the dismounting was even harder because all these animals have these like crazy 
butts and uh, tails and stuff. So you have to swing it's, your leg yeah, it's not like the horse where you're like, there it is. It's it kind of like curves up real high. So even on the little pink elephant there, I I got stuck, and then I'm watching Craig trying to get off of his, and I was like, how's he gonna swing his? So right is leg it kind of safe it? to say the two outer element elements animals are more? for adults and the two inner animals or maybe more for smaller children? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think on most carousels, specifically uh, Disney carousels at their parks, it actually it goes like that. The outside ones are the bigger, and then as you travel further in, the horses get smaller so it can accommodate uh, uh, children who would have a little bit more trouble getting up there on their own. So, do you guys celebrate your outer animal or your inner animal, the one that lives inside of you? Let's just pretend you. that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I celebrate the inner, and I like to show the outer. Everything you do. Okay. Wrong. Wrong yeah, not Wrong the right one. So, uh, I'm gonna go first, unless we have anything else to say about no, carousel. So I'm going first. Um, no, it never has any right to be in any hall of fame it's a great ride for families to go on uh something to burn time whenever it's raining outside uh it's actually one of the few rides at universal islands of adventure that can stay open because everything there's outside with the exception of this one i mean it's outside but it's got a roof over top of it so it can stay open then you have forbidden journey poseidon's fury and uh storm force accelatron and spider-man other than that Everything's outside, so it'll shut down whenever. And Cat in the Hat, sorry too. Craig, can you do me and the audience a favor and explain your criteria for making it into the Hall of Fame? What are you looking for in an attraction? What? Well, in terms of the criteria, it just needs to be technologically advanced to the. Well, it doesn't even have to be technological. It has to be technologically sound in what it's used for. So, like, part of why Transformers wouldn't have made it in for me is because although the 3D graphics and all the ride through is impressive, it just used the same technology as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't. And I think you're, that technology we decided it wasn't being used in the same um, way that Spider Man was being used, yes. like with its surroundings. So, we were saying it wasn't going to hold up either. That, yeah. The technology wouldn't make um, it much. So, you have that aspect and then just total enjoyment. Obviously, if I hate a ride, I don't want it to be on there. Whereas if someone loves it, they're going to probably vote for it right away. And uh, then you have to look, is it actually is it something that can be inclusive to a lot of people? Or is it, uh, you just I have to take all those factors aspects, together. I also look at the aspect, is it timeless? Yeah. yeah. For me, Transformers is not. Yeah. And I, a carousel in general can be a timeless classic attraction. But this one... It's just kind of taking up space. I mean, it's it, people are always riding on it, and you have it, and you, you have it for a good reason. But at the same time, if they bulldoze this tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset about it. It would just be gone. So I can't say yes to it for that reason. I agree with you. Right. I, I mean, I, I think – I, I actually – I thought about that yesterday. Like I was thinking if they if this wasn't here and they decided to put another attraction in, is anybody going to – you know what I mean? Is there going to be like a Facebook group or whatever? Are people going to petition together and try and get it to be stopped? You know, it's not Back to the Future or whatever. It's just – it's um, – it's a carousel. It's it's cool. You know, a carousel is a carousel, though. Like, there's nothing innovative about it. It's just the, they're the crazy Seuss animals, so it's cute. I like that it's there, but 
yeah, you're right. Like, if it went away tomorrow, it wouldn't matter. And it, it is what it is. I mean, after three rotations, we were sick. saying to ourselves, like, okay, when is this going to be over? Yeah, how, how many times can you go around is what yeah. I was started thinking. Like, I was just like, all right. And what music does it play? The, the Seuss soundtrack, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's like just goofy Seuss music. Dustin. I, I'm in agreement with you guys. I have done this ride, and I've been around this ride. You, you walk past it every time you go through uh, Seuss Landing. I agree with everyone's sentiments here that, you know, at the end of the day, it is a carousel. It does have the cool Seuss animals, and some of them are interactive, and that's different, and, you know, and that's neat. Um, but my criteria is pretty much spot on with what Craig and what JL said, and it doesn't meet that criteria. It's, yeah. it's not... Uh, it doesn't have that something special. Fantastic. J.L. You guys have pretty much said it all. Uh, it gets summed up in, it's a carousel. <laughs> so, I mean, my kids like it, but it is one of those rides that you do if you're wanting to kill time. It's not something you go to Universal Studios to do. And we so. should you you make a good point saying like it's just a carousel because like I, I'm thinking about like the Disneyland carousel you know there's there is an emotional connection to that because it's very specific whereas this is just a carousel put in place yeah you know that it's there because they had space and they needed to put something else there it's not it doesn't speak of a specific Seuss story um, yeah it's got some cute characters i do like that they move i like that they gave it that creative edge as far as carousels go but it's a carousel so i mean the world will continue to go around on its its axis rather right exactly but the carousel isn't necessary so um yeah uh that's just kind it's great it's nice do it with your kids not hall of fame Yep, I agree. Uh, the next one might be a tough one, though, because the next one is The Cat in the Hat. Uh, the Cat in the Hat is the Cat in the Hat story, essentially, in a ride version. Bless, Bless you. you. Sorry. Sorry. If you're not everybody. banging the table, you're sneezing. I swear. That's the name of my first album. <laughs> oh, that's how many did it sell? None. None? Okay. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> And you gave it to her. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, Cat in the Hat, um, you are walking through the queue, and it's all outside of the actual house, the house from the, that the, the family lives in. You'll have to correct me. I know Sally and... I don't what, remember. the boy's name? Salaminio. What? I'm just guessing. What is Sally and, and what is his name? He's so... I didn't know they had names, to be apparently. honest. Yeah, I thought they were just... Did they get na- Did they have the names in the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's Sally and somebody. Gonna, but, I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. And uh, so, you know, you make it. It's a rainy day outside, and you get into their house, and that's whenever you jump on a couch and you start to go through the story of the Cat in the Hat, um, which is a zany story, as you know. The Cat in the Hat comes in because it's a rainy day and they can't go outside to play, rhyming, and mm. uh, <laughs> then. You know, hijinks ensue, uh, and out of the world comes thing one and thing two. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, you're reading. (laughs) No, I'm not. It's it's just so easy to write. It's so awesome. This is is Craig's Jurassic Park episode. If it goes on for an extended period of time, it starts to grate on me. Before you know it, the house becomes a mess. Uh, 
Go ahead. And then further along in the ride, you end Rhino up in the closet where mother keeps her dress. Is. <laughs> uh, that actually happens. It does happen. And uh, so you go through and the house is destroyed, just exactly like the story, if you've ever seen it before. And I know we joked, uh, not the awful Mike Myers movie. I'm familiar with the original Cat in the Hat lore. Oh, I fell into the rhyme trap. You said, has anybody seen it before? Rhyme trap. No! She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what this reminds me of? You know why I don't like it? And this is why I love the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey in it. When he's up on the mountain and he starts saying the thing and then he's like, I'm speaking in rhyme! And he just like, and he like goes and says something again and he rhymes again and he's just like, oh, before, like he just gets so upset. God, I'm going to watch that movie tonight. Christmas in July. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, the Cat in the Hat movie's terrible. One of Mike Myers' worst performances he's ever given. Um, he was forced into that. Let's not, let's not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It's an awful movie. The book's classic. Uh, and then, you know, out of nowhere, the Cat in the Hat gets a contraption that cleans the house and everything's okay. And, uh, that brings along sunny days. The, there's no... The, so if you Google the Cat in the Hat character's name, it says Thing 1, Thing 2, Sally Walden, the Cat in the Hat fish. So, does, so the boy doesn't, the boy doesn't, doesn't have a name. the boy's name. So it's Sally and... That can't be Sally's right. brother. brother. Sally we'll go with that. Sally and her brother? Sally and her brother. There's no way that's um, what it is. That's what we're going with, though. And I forgot about the fish. Conrad. The fish is in there, too, trying to keep things. He's Conrad? Yeah, but I, this is, says 2003 Cat in the Hat. It could be the movie. Oh, so according to the, the movie, movie, it's Conrad. According to real life, we're just saying brother right now. Unless someone can correct us later on by writing into UO Podcast at disunplugged.com. Uh, so the Cat in the Hat is it's a... Dick and Sally. Dickens. Oh, that makes sense. Every Tom, Dick, and Sally. The cat in the Hat, Dr. Seuss, Dick and Sally. Okay. We'll go with Dick and Sally. Settled. I don't care anymore. It no longer <laughs> matters. We spent too much time on their names. So. But who's to blame? Oh, my God. Let See, us you move got him, on, You please. got him on the... On the, the theming, <laughs> once you're inside the ride building... Is I, I think it starts out wonderfully because the queue is extremely air conditioned. There's little hidden things everywhere. Like you can see the kids in the window looking outside. Uh, some of the text from the book is projected up onto the walls. And then once you get into the ride, uh, I mean, this was this was an opening day attraction. So it it looks a little rough around the edges. Uh, it's been rehabbed and refurbed at times, but. For the most part, it, it looks like I'm guessing it did whenever it opened up. And you can tell um, the the use of animatronics is just like any other dark ride because that's what this is. Just kind of like a dark ride on a little bit of uh, on a little bit of crack because it does have that minor spinning involved into it. It used to be a lot more and it, it's cut down, um, you know, because of making people sick and then also idiots trying to keep their cell phone out during the ride and dropping it in the ride track. That wasn't this one. That was on the train. No, that was on this no, one. No, but I had my phone in my hand and the not to do anything with it. And the guy was like, put it in here. Oh, yes. I thought you were referencing That's... the story where my phone fell out into the ride track. No. Oh, that did happen to me on the <laughs> See, the it would help if thing. you were paying attention. I was reading about the cat in the hand. Oh, okay. Well, we were still researching attention. Dick and Sally. Yeah, so... 
you know, obviously no loose articles left out because this stuff will happen. Um, and the ride vehicles can be very tight because they're three and three, three in the front, three in the back. And whenever you try to squeeze three adults in there, it can get just a little bit challenging. Uh, but it does help with the spinning that you're not flying around all the left and right. Um, but another good aspect of this ride is there is no uh, height requirement on it. So you can bring every Tom, Dick, and Sally on this ride. Uh if you want to. So what do we think about the cat in the hat? Uh, well, I, I've got an important, I, yeah, I've got an important question to ask. Yes. Um, from a Disney perspective, this seems to be one of the few rides that uh, Universal has. Maybe E.T. could be thrown in the mix um, that could really compare to like a Disney style dark ride. So wh- how do you guys feel like it compares and technology wise, story wise, you know, what do you think? Uh, I'll actually go from the start of this. Uh, whenever I first started writing cat in the hat, I would say that it was absolutely on the level with a Disney dark ride. And, uh, since then things have changed because I finally have gotten out to Disneyland and I've gotten to see stuff like, uh, Alice in Wonderland, which oh, is probably that's tip top. the best yeah. dark ride that Disney has done. Um, and just some of, and like the Pinocchio ride and all that, there are so many good dark rides out there. I think it, whenever this ride gets the TLC that it needs, it's right up there. Um, and I think it's better than some at Disney. I'm not going to say which ones because I don't want to start riots <laughs> popping out. But I do think it's better than some of the Disney dark rides. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it tells a more concise story than some of them do. Like I know on the Disney World show, Kathy will talk about, well, I didn't need to ride this ride to understand the story. And for some of them, I say, well, that's a stretch. Like I love Peter Pan. And it shows the scenes in the story in a nice sequential order, but it doesn't tell the story. This this one actually tells the story, like verbally, it tells you the story. And, and for that, I think it gets a lot of credit going there. Right now, though, as of when we wrote it yesterday for the research for this show, this ride needs some love. Uh, the speakers are going out of sync at some point. Yeah. Uh, the animatronics and all that, they still look good. Uh, they're, they were all operating really well. I mean, they're still creepy. Like the cat in the hat is a creepy animatronic and, uh, the, some of the projections that happen in there, whenever they use like the three G or the three D, uh, computer graphic, uh, cat in the hat, whenever that pops out, it's, it's really not, <laughs> it's not happy. It's disturbing, but it's the very sound jarring. Cause he's yeah. not the same design of the cat in the hat either. Like this, the, the cool thing about this ride is it has its own unique, like it's the the white with the black scratches everywhere, like mm. like in you know how um, Doctor Seuss I almost called him Theodore Gessel, but it, the scratches it, that style is in there. But then the, you get to the three D cat in the hand, it just looks like who put this here? Where did you come from? Yeah, I it, it felt I, weird to me yesterday. And just all all the audio was awful, at least from our seats. And when we were going through, I couldn't hear half of the things we, we that were, were happening. Missing it, and I didn't realize they were doing the story till near the yeah. end because I was missing the rhyming uh, parts too. The big one for me is whenever the cat in the hat was on his cleaning contraption at the mm-hmm. end, and you could see his mouth moving, and you could hear the faint glimmer of sound coming out. 
but it just I, I wasn't hearing it and um I think this ride does have the potential to be part of a Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but if it's in the state that it's in right now, no, it's it's not. They need to upkeep it. If they let it fall into disarray, then that's when people are going to stop riding it. They're going to stop liking it, and it's just going to go away without a lot of uproar. Um, so I'm I'm fifty fifty on this. It would just depend on the day that I'm voting whether or not I would want to. Nostalgia side for me, yes. What it it could be so much better right now than it is that would make me a no. So, so which one is it? I'm, I I can't decide. Oh. We'll see. We can come back to it and see if it becomes a deciding factor. I mean, we're not the people are the ones voting on these, not not us. So oh, it doesn't yeah. matter what we say here. We're just giving our opinions. Okay. And then we can go and vote later if we want to and be a part of the people. Well, you guys both brought up um, uh, the Alice in Wonderland ride at Disneyland, which I just got to do um, with you guys um, when we went, and that ride was awesome. Um, and I know that that ride was like recently refurbished yeah. in the last couple of years, right? Yep. Like, um, and if they did what they did with the Alice in Wonderland ride to this Cat in the Hat ride, because there was a lot of um, downtime in the ride—not downtime, like like empty space—I almost feel like like the parts that have the animatronics and the scenes of the house with like the refrigerators opens or like the Cat in the Hat cleaning machinery. The, those are awesome, and you feel like you're there. But the, sometimes we were in like weird hallways that it'd be like you're taking the corner and then this wall has nothing on it and or like it just got lines that some somebody painted on and i even pointed out to to you guys like where you could see the neon paint was showing through underneath where they had painted so it looked like something somebody had done with like finger paints or some sort of like (laughs) second grader or something and not what i would have expected from a theme park and but i love the parts that have the animatronics and stuff in it so if they did if they could take the notes of the Alice in Wonderland dark ride and how they upped that into being so cool. And, you know, um, and we rode that multiple times. Like, I think this could be something like that where we could, I could see myself going on multiple times and like really enjoying it, especially now that it doesn't spin like, uh, it an insane very person mild. Down the it has a mild spin to it, not yeah. an extreme one. <coughs> so, well, did you say yes or no? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm divided. Like, I, I thought when we started this conversation, I was going to say no, but the more I think about it, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably leaning toward like it could be in there because it's a great. I love that it's a, a children's thing. It, Cat in the Hat, I think, is a great children's book. Um, I think I'm going to say yes. And. <laughs> Okay. Well, JL, do you want to give us your opinion on it? Okay. So with me, without hesitation, it's a yes. Um, I do know that it needs to be updated and it needs a little love, as you say. I'm trusting that that's going to happen. The reason why I'm saying yes is because it's a classic tale that has already shown itself to be timeless. This is something that is going to be able to last through generations. And the attraction captures the essence of the story Mm with like you were saying uh, with such um i don't i don't know how to describe the amount of it but it's just it's perfectly there the fact that it's a little bit alarming and disturbing all of that are it's, it, you get a little bit of a sense of a panic yeah. that's all the stuff that happens when you read the story you relive the feelings that you had reading the story as a child when you're on the ride um and i just i think it's so 
well done. The animatronics are great. Um, there's enough of a creep factor to it to make, you know, to hold interest and it surprises. It, it makes, it, it keeps you, you're not panicked, but you're still a little bit on edge. And um, I just, I love it that they're able to bring this and still have it be a family-friendly ride. I have to agree with everything you just said, too. So me being on the edge, I'm definitely a lot further in the yes now because of what you just said. Okay. Dustin? Well, we've got, let's see, we've got two 50-50s here and a firm yes. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to change it to yes. Okay. Uh, Two yeses and a 50-50. I'm a firm no on this. Okay. Um, I feel like talking about the criteria that we just talked about, it doesn't necessarily fit. Um, I know it's it's hard to like compare to Disney in the terms of what we're trying to do with a Universal Hall of Fame, but um, see, I haven't written this recently. I, I wrote it probably four or five years ago, and while it's it's really nice, it and it's good for families and stuff like that. It 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 again doesn't have that special something that I think something like Alice in Wonderland could have, or something like even even uh, the Winnie the Pooh rides that they have at both Disney uh, Magic Kingdom parks. Uh, it's almost there, but it's not quite there. And I think that's just because Universal does adult better than they do kids. And for that, I've got to say no on this. Okay. It's funny well. you bring up, brought up Winnie the Pooh, because I even said to them while we were on the ride, I was like, this is their version of the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah. yeah, which I which if we were talking about like Hall of Fame at Disney, I would have not put that in there. Hmm. Okay, well we'll let the people decide on that one. And our last one, but not least, uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Um, so not rhinos bitter. Not I a lot not hard. The least, but that's fine. but not the <laughs> least. Not one that's really difficult to uh, discuss here because it is your classic uh, hub and spoke spinning ride like Dumbo, Aladdin. The red uh, bears. magic carpet. Yeah, I mean, we've seen them at carnivals. We've seen them anywhere. They're cookie cutter attractions that just have a little bit of a different feeling to this one. This is obviously Dr. Seuss. So you have some red fish that are solos, some blue fish that are solos, some two fishes, some yellow fish. You, you've got all the fish from the story one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. What sets this attraction apart from other spinning ones is that it has the massive water. Uh, aspect to it and that's there is this awful song that plays <laughs> as you're going along with this with this soul singer that just will start calling out commands they'll do a little verse and uh then she'll go like one fish red fish up 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 two fish blue fish down 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 and then it's repeated by some creepy child's choir uh the song's just (laughs) awful and it's terrible if you're sitting there listening to it as you're watching the attraction it's even worse if you're on because right now at least i i would probably say at least two or three of the speakers were completely out so i was like leaning listening like jail you control it and we were both totally stressed out trying to hear this song because we didn't want to get wet on it we had other stuff we needed to do and had our phones and all that stuff so we're just going on it and like okay we're gonna follow the instructions and we're gonna get out of this safe and we're gonna kind of keep watching and uh so after the first command i'm up at the top because that's where i'm supposed to be you guys are down below (laughs) you got 
you got wet. We tried then, to follow the rhyme yeah. the best so, we could. Yeah, let's let's discuss this. Okay, so we're told that if you follow the lyrics to the song, that gives you the secret to staying dry on the ride because they have different spouts at different levels that spit out water at different times. Um, Rhino needed a little bit of moral support, so I rode with him in our fish so that we could both use two brains to try to avoid the spouts. We followed that song to precision. Uh, that's not a real phrase. I don't know what I just said. We followed it exactly as it said to. And the ride even had little um, light up arrows up and down that would light up when you're supposed to go up and when you're supposed to go down. We did this thing exactly as we were supposed to do. And we got wet well, yeah. every single Repeatedly. time. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just once. Like, it wasn't just a mistake. Like, it was almost purposeful that we got wet every single time. Except for the last part where they tell you that it's a flat out surprise and... You know, you can either go low or high. And at that point, you start to figure out when you can look and see which ones are going. So you can you can aim to make it the way you want to. But uh, this right now, this ride is a complete lie. It's, it's, it's a farce. It's a lying son of a, you know, the last one. Son uh, of a fish? It's, the, it's a lying son of a fish. And, son of a Lorax. <laughs> and... Uh, we got wet on it, but it was okay. We didn't melt. Uh, that's the ride, and no, it was it was fun. I general. mean, it was a fun experience. It was one of those that I asked like three cast members if you could not get wet. Team members, and they were like whatever. They I didn't mean dismiss them. Team members, yeah. Um, that and I, they were just like follow the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They each told. They all told us to follow the song, and then they kind of gave us this like eh, weird laugh. And you're but like, what does that mean? That's great because they're going with the theming. It's like whenever you get pissed off because you go ride Tower of Terror, and the person's just, "Hi guys, welcome to the Hollywood Tower oh, okay. Hotel. <laughs> like, Come on, step on in." Like it's thanks. You just ruined the freaking ride for me because <laughs> you broke theming. At least they were doing this here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to Dustin. Hall of Fame worthy or not? Yeah, this is a no. I mean, it's it it actually is one of the more unique um, you know rides of its type, but still, I just I I'm giving I'm reserving this for something that's got to be real special, and I just don't think it, it is. Okay, sadly enough. Can I go next? Jail. Okay, I kind of feel the same way about this one as I do about the carousel. It's a very common type of concept for a ride. They do give it the extra little creative aspect where it spits water and you need to follow a song, which ends up not being helpful at all. Um, But it's just one of those rides and um, not... And plus, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish is a great Dr. Seuss book, but it's not cat in the hat um or the sneeches with the stars on Lars or the grinch right so i'm saying no rhino yeah i'll say no too just because i mean it's like what we talked about like it it, it's exactly what dustin said it's cool that they took the spinning ride or the um the red baron you know whatever thing ride and they turned it into this thing but you know it's not it, it it it's still just it's just like the carousel. It is what it is. Like, yeah, it is. But I think it is the most 
unique version of a hub and spoke ride that I've ever seen. Absolutely. And yeah, I agree. Nobody's disagreeing with you on that. And I look at some, I know like over at Disney, people would consider Dumbo a Hall of Fame attraction. It's a lot of people pride themselves on that's one of their first rides for their kid riding in Dumbo. But this ride isn't necessarily known as the same thing. But at the same time, I also will look at the happiness of people on their faces as they're going around. And this is one of these ones where you see more happy people on this type of ride than you see on yeah. other versions of I'm this gonna ride. I'm going to say the difference between this one and the Dumbo ride at Disney is because it's just history. because it's iconic. Yeah. The Dumbo yeah. ride is was iconic. It was op- non-opening yeah. day. Um, and it's just in all of their ads – you think of, you know, your two-year-old on this iconic Dumbo ride that's been there since the 70s or whatever. That's really why I do Dumbo. You don't have that. That's not attached to this Dr. Seuss, one fish, two fish. I, uh, Dr. Seuss has just as strong as a following just because there isn't a theme park but, doesn't mean right, there is no, not that following. It doesn't it's have not, the history, it doesn't though, have the ride itself. Attached to the park, it doesn't have the same iconic standing that Dumbo does. And that's it, all that it is. It's not that Dumbo's amazing and fantastic and we want to ride it four times a day. I mean, I'm sure there are some that do, but it's not that it's that, that fantastic of a ride. It's just simply the iconic aspect of it. Yes, but there's always two sides to it. And so, like, I love Dumbo, the character of the movie. I could, if whenever they got rid of it and moved it over to the new section of New Fantasyland, if it would have never came back, so be it. There's see, I, I, that's you though. I, I think there's a large group of people that would yeah. like. That, there it, would be it, an uproar. It, about it's that. the same way I said about the carousel at Disneyland. Is it? I think got, you're proving his history. point though. I think you're, you're pro- literally falling into my. Point. No, no, no. I said that that if at at Disneyland the carousel would would be in a Hall of Fame, but the one here wouldn't be. And the same with Dumbo. I think Dumbo at Disneyland or or Disney World would be in a Hall of Fame, but I don't think this type of ride anywhere else except for those. Because it doesn't have the history attached to it, and I don't even mean the history of the movie. I just mean it, there's just some things that are I don't know. I, Universal doesn't have that age to it yet, so it's not. It doesn't have like a, I guess ET, but that's. I, I still I, think Islands is so new that there's nothing like emotionally attached to it yet necessarily. You haven't attached anything emotionally to it. That doesn't mean someone else hasn't attached something emotionally to it. Uh, I think. It stands up, and part of the Hall of Fame wouldn't be a good Hall of Fame if you didn't allow some of these classic-style attractions into it. And if you were going to put in something like that, no, Carousel doesn't have enough that makes it unique. This does. It has a soundtrack that goes along with it that specifically tells you what to do. Whenever it works right, then you won't get wet on it. But you also have the option to just get completely soaked on it. And it's based off of a classic story that is still around to this day and will be around for a lot longer because the park's only been open now for going on, what, 16, 17 years? Yeah, it hasn't had enough time to develop into a classic attraction, but it's been there so long so far. I would say no, that this should not be in the Hall of Fame. So, <laughs> but I see what you're saying. That, uh, it looks like you were going to say yes, but but so, it, well, here's my here's my feelings on it. Like after that, and no. what we've said the whole thing though no. is just like 
I I don't know if I actually believe any of the individual attractions 100% should be in a Hall of Fame. I think the land itself should be. It's like one of those great holes, but when they're separated, they don't mean as much. Well, we are going to let everyone else decide, and we can obviously vote on them, too. Uh, the voting will be on the boards, um, so the link to that will be in the show notes. And then also just check out this boards. Um, they will probably be in the universal section of the boards, not the podcast section. So... That way it's with other Universal uh, people who don't necessarily watch the show might start watching afterwards if they see it popping up on there. Um, and the uh, so just go on there and you'll be able to find the voting and you can vote whether or not you want each individual attraction to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and remember, our show notes can be found at disunplug.com. Then just look for the blue Universal portion. And that's where you'll find the show notes to all of our shows with the links and any pictures that go along with it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's the hub of information for everything, including the other three shows that we do, the Disney World, Disneyland, and the Trip shows. So definitely check that out. As I said before, you can write to us at uopodcast at disunplug.com. We will uh, eventually do another email show whenever we have enough. And uh, besides that, just follow us on iTunes and uh, or subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube and Facebook twitter all the social media pages for all our updates that we always post and uh definitely give us all of our feedback and uh criticisms because we need it to get better otherwise we just continue sucking and it's starting to get really upsetting sucking this much so okay uh with that that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be back next week with a special episode. Uh, but until then, remember, Seuss is universal. Universal.